0: Well, can the Preds rebound from their weak last two games against the Dallas Stars tonight at Bridgestone Arena? The L.A. Kings are coming to town. Another team in sort of an interesting spot. We'll have a preview of tonight's game today on the Locked on Predators podcast.
1: Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day every single day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at ontheforcheck.com and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. And we are your free Nashville Predators podcast, five days a week. Get us wherever you get your podcast or watch us on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe so you'll be the first to know when we have new episodes out. Uh, Nashville Predators tonight, hosting the Los Angeles Kings. And dear God, please let us get a win tonight at Bridgestone Arena.
1: I mean, look. We need we need this. The, the Nashville Predators need this. And I get it. It's 2-2. This is only the fifth game in the season. Everybody needs to breathe. But it really would go a long way to get a win tonight against the Kings. It would. And look, I do want to say this. Total caveat. I watched Dallas play. Now I'm going to blank out on who they played last night. But I watched Dallas play last night. Y'all, Dallas is good. It might not totally be us. I mean, it's a little bit us. But Dallas is good. So right. I don't think, I don't know if that's supposed to make you feel better or worse, Nick. But I'm well, just telling they, you.
0: They also played Winnipeg. So take that for what it's worth.
1: Well, yeah. But they, I mean, they ran, oh, I'm going to say the sentence and now we're going to feel worse. They ran Winnipeg ragged, kind of like they did with the Predators. <laughs> so again, so what
0: is, does what is that, that make what does you that feel say? better?
1: Does
0: that say more about... The stars being really good, or does that say us being on the same level as the? LA? <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
1: let's let's be hoctimists and yeah. say that Dallas is really good, which is not at all a optimistic outlook that I was comfortable with like two games ago. But Dallas looked really good, so here we are. We've got to we've got to get it together, and tonight is a great chance to get it together, Nashville yeah. Predators.
0: Yeah, tonight feels like it would be like. You know, if a win, I would compare it to like the little Andes after dinner mints. Yeah.
1: You know, like the little
0: like green and chocolate colored ones. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you have a spicy meal, you know, your mouth is a little bit on fire, your temperatures run a little hot, got kind of that weird taste, and then you just need to reach for a nice cool mint, pop it in your mouth, it tastes good, it cleanses the palate, and it feels like you know, you leave that restaurant kind of with a new, just balanced, mm-hmm. palette. like everything is finally balanced. And it feels like a win for the Predators tonight against the LA Kings team who uh, has had an interesting past couple of games oh, my. would be, would be very good. And I think more than anything, it would just sort of settle everybody down. You know, let's get yeah. on the train of, Hey, remember, this is the start of the season. This isn't clutch playoff time. Yes, these, these points matter. Every point matters when you're wanting to fight for a position at the end of the year. But, hey, like, look, we we just beat the LA Kings. Let's not, you know, burn down Bridgestone Arena just yet and start calling for jobs. Let's just no. settle down and be like, okay, the Predators are, you know, they're settling into the season still.
1: Yeah. No, I think this is a great opportunity. I love the Andy's Mint analogy. Nailed it. And also one of the things I love most about Olive Garden, Andy's Mints. But that's a great analogy. right? What's that?
0: Besides the breadsticks, right?
1: Oh my gosh. Do you dip the breadsticks in Alfredo sauce or
0: do you just eat them straight?
1: I just eat them straight because
0: I feel like they've got enough seasoning and the texture is great.
1: I thought that too, my friend. I just next time I want you to order a side of Alfredo when you get your breadsticks, because my friend who introduced me to hockey has introduced me to so many great things, the Nashville predators and Alfredo sauce with
0: your Olive Garden breadsticks. So just try it next time. Uh, for those of you listening at home, uh, this show is not sponsored by Olive Garden. <laughs> not of our sponsors.
1: Not even uh, a little but, bit. But Hey,
0: Olive Garden, if you're listening and you want to donate some money to the Locked on NHL podcast, just think of what we can do with one of your ad reads.
1: Yeah, because we're in, no. like we're in. Yeah,
0: we but all- no,
1: I love that analogy though. This this game could be a really great palate cleanse. And I'm I'm curious, Nick. Like, do you feel like this is typical reaction to a rougher start for the Nashville Predators fan base, or do you think some of this like angst is a postseason hangover from Colorado?
0: Do I think it's typical Nashville Predators fan base to react I'm to trying, something games I, into the
1: season? I'm trying to give them an out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, Look, people, okay, let me put this in the most level-headed way possible. Mm-hmm. I think people are indeed still mad about the postseason um, and how that ended. And if you actually look at our fan poll, there's a lot of, you know, when we did our fan poll last week, mm-hmm. and it seems like the answers were kind of between um, cautiously optimistic and not quite sold, but willing to give them a chance. It yeah. seems like that's that was the majority. So there's a lot of people that I think are still, like, in one way or another, not 100% sold on the, what John Hines is building and what David Boyle Um, has done Mm -hmm. and plus I think you know there are also some roster decisions heading into the preseason that I think a lot of people were not completely sold on namely Phil Tomasino who was a 32 point scorer last year as a 20 year old going to Milwaukee over the likes of guys like maybe a Kiefer Sherwood or Cole Smith or Michael McCarron somebody who hasn't had that much of a Quite frankly, has never put up the kind of numbers Phil Tomasino did in his first NHL season. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of that, and I think people are, in some ways, looking for any reason to sort of feel discontent. Yeah. Um, but going back to what you said, it's it's four games. It's too yeah. early. If you remember last year, the Predators lost. Uh, yeah. They lost to the Seattle Kraken their second game. We heard about that yeah. for a long time. They did not start particularly well those first couple of weeks either. And then what? By mid-January, they were the best team in the NHL, better yeah. than the Colorado Avalanche. And uh, then the the wheels kind of fell off from there. But look, yeah. like that just kind of goes to show you the roller coaster a season can have. You don't know what's going to happen. The Preds can absolutely turn it on. Um, You know, they can get off to a slow start and absolutely rebound. Remember, the Colorado Avalanche had some injury problems a lot last year. They got off to kind of a slow start. It took them a while to really become the Avalanche we saw at the end of the year. So deep breaths, people. Yeah. Let's just take some deep breaths. No matter which way this game goes tonight. Like I said, it would be a palate cleanser if we won. But I don't think we need to start tearing down the roster and putting people in the hot seat if the Preds lose. That being said, it would be really nice to see them come out with a big performance tonight.
1: Yes. Yeah, it would. I'm ready for that. I just wonder if the disparity between Nashville in the postseason and Colorado made it so obvious that, like, this is the level you have to be at to to really get back to the Stanley Cup Finals, that – I I just wonder if there are people who are like oh my gosh we're never going to get there the mountains too high to climb and I think you know the Predators did some great things this off season let's just let's just let it let's just let it simmer it's time to simmer you know the soup is not done my friends so everybody breathe but yeah we really really want them to win tonight Nick
0: (laughs) don't we all (laughs) For a lot of reasons. Uh, Let's talk about some of the ways we think the Predators can win tonight and some things you want them uh, to come out and see. But first, I want to mention today's show is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Look, Built Bar does not taste great when you dip it in Alfredo sauce. But that doesn't mean it doesn't taste great, period. They have something called Built Bar Puffs. Ann and I have talked about these. Uh, They are basically little marshmallow treats covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, and they have a new flavor, indulgent cookie dough. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough. And as we mentioned, covered in 100% real chocolate. But we're not pitching a candy bar here, people. Cookie dough chunk puffs are healthy for you. They're 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. It's made with collagen protein, too, which has a lot of nutritional benefits and helps you uh, keep stay full much longer. Uh, They're healthy and good for you. And you can, uh, they're little portable. So you can pack them in uh, your go bag when you're going to the gym, peeping in your purse for an afternoon snack or hide them in your pantry if you need a evening treat. But don't take it from us. Try it yourself. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKEDON15. For 15% off at built.com. All right, and So we're talking Predators versus Kings tonight uh, at Bridgestone Arena. A very, very family-friendly 8.30 Central puck drop, which is 9.30 Eastern for me. Uh, Look,
1: this is, this is... I just... I do need... We need to log an official protest about this. Yeah. Because we we're gonna be at the game tonight i have to schedule a nap in nick i'm a cool person i've got tattoos i'm a cool person but an 8 30 start time is just way it's too much it's too much nhl it's too much i mean i'm gonna be there but it's too much
0: it feels like the days of my uh staying up late to watch a hockey game (laughs) Feels like it should be dwindling soon, but yeah, this you know. is remember, ridiculous. Remember the what was it? I think it was Chicago in the playoffs uh, a few years back, where we had like the nine central start time. Yeah, like we were the ten o'clock game, and everybody's like, "What is this? Like, what
1: what are we doing?" Like the people on the West Coast, like well, and that's what I was like, "Oh, it's a West Coast because it's the LA Kings. We have to push it back for the West Coast people. We don't do that for the Seattle Kraken folk."
0: Yeah, well, I think it's also because it's an ESPN game too, uh, you know.
1: I don't feel like we should have to bear the weight of that. But here we are, people. I will I will bear up under it with a yeah. nap. But, yeah, 8.30 start time, y'all. 8.30 start time.
0: Yeah, pass your right. complaints to the NHL, and I'm sure their department will get back to you in a very efficient, team-friendly manner. they yeah, uh, really
1: great at looking into things like
0: yeah. that. Yeah. All right, and so game tonight. What do you want to see from the Nashville Predators? How do they get that coveted win? We want them to see.
1: Well, I think the first thing that has to happen tonight is we've got to see some offensive push from the top line. We need to see Forsberg, Duchesne, Granlin. We need to see the three of them get active in the game we need to see them create high danger chances we really need to see them score on the high danger chances but for me that is one of the things that's been lacking we've seen glimpses maybe of obviously the second line scoring is is the bright spot right now for the predators four games in but we've got to see that top line get offensively involved in this game so for me that's the number one thing what are forsberg to and granlin able to generate on the ice How about you? What do you need? What do you need to see them do? I
0: am looking at the start tonight and I want to see them come out with that same kind of start. The Stars came out against us. You look at the LA Kings, they played last night in Detroit, which was a wild, absolutely wild game. uh, If you didn't have a chance to watch it, the NHL had some bangers on the schedule last night. They did. It was such a great hockey night. They played last night against Detroit. That game went to overtime. The Kings won. Um, and that was two nights before uh, where they play, or two nights after they played the Minnesota Wild in Minnesota. That was another banger. The Kings won that one 7-6. to six. But the point is, the Kings have played a lot of hockey over the past uh, 48, 72 hours. Mm-hmm. So they're not exactly fresh right now. So I want to see the Predators come out. They have home ice. I want to see them push the issue a little bit. Like, I would love to see the herd line get going. You know, we're talking about the top line. Let's also talk about the herd line hasn't yes. exactly had that same sort of, as you said, juge <laughs> as they're used to kind of having. So I, w- yeah. I would love to see maybe you throw out, you know, Sissons, Trennan, and Janot. Maybe early, maybe get some big hits, maybe aggressive forecheck, really try to force the Kings into a few mistakes. And even if you don't score off of that, if you can get five minutes in and you've already caused the Kings to sort of get rattled a little bit, I feel like you've done your job. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like you sort of set the tone for the game. There's a lot they have to do to kind of build off that momentum. Like you said, they're going to need their big guns to start scoring. But I think if you go out there in the first five minutes and sort of force the Kings off their game, maybe use have them use some extra energy. I, I feel like you're setting the tone and you're setting yourself up for a strong game as the game goes on.
1: I like that because so much about what Jano, Trennan, and Sissons do is that identity identity play. You know, Hines calls that the identity line. If you can get them out there and set the temperature for the game, I do think that that would carry a long way. And I would love to see them get some scoring going. You know, I mean, yeah. we could say that across the board. If your name isn't Nino Niederreiter, we would like to see some scoring going <laughs> But yeah, I do. I do think that that having uh, the herd line come out and set a tone would be really important.
0: You know, for a lot of reasons.
1: I'm suspecting we're going to see sorrow sidnett net tonight.
0: Wouldn't you agree? I would say so. Yeah, and that's another person that I think needs to get going too. You know, the LA Kings have been a pretty good. Offensive team over the last two games, you know, they have uh, they scored seven against Minnesota. They scored five against Detroit last night, although a couple of those were kind of fluky. Uh, Oh my goodness. Get that twisted. But, you know, the Kings have a lot of offensive players off to hot starts. Adrian Kempe has four goals. Anse Kopitar is six points. So you have a lot of guys firing on all cylinders right now, and that's going to be a pretty good test for UC Saros. Because if UC Soros can go out and have sort of his trademark UC Soros games and, you know, face some good shots from good opposition, I think that's going to what what sort of ultimately gets him going for the rest mm-hmm. of the season, too. We talked about this yesterday. It seems like UC Soros kind of gets off to slower starts of the season, but as he gets more starts, as he gets more momentum... That's when he becomes the UC Soros we've seen from the past couple of seasons. So I would say, you know, L.A. Kings, a good offensive team, hopefully maybe, uh, you know, more aggressive play in front of them. I think maybe this can be the recipe that gets him going, too.
1: Yeah. And I think we need to see that from Saros because, you know, and again, he has had some some amazing saves in these first four games, but there have also been some goals where we we're like, oh gosh, that feels like something last season Saros would have had. So I really think we do need to get Saros going. And I want to touch base real quick about what you were talking about, about uh, Kopitar and Kempe, because they are on a line with Kevin Fiala so let's just shut that stuff down early because Kevin Fiala coming back here and it's been some time like, I would think that like now just the nice memories have settled in with Kevin Fiala when it comes to the Nashville Predators. You know, this is not, you know, his great reunion return. We've done that. And we've had our moment. So, but that's a line that's got to get shut down. In, in a Part of that is going to be Fiala as well because they are generating a lot of offense. So let's put the herd line there and see what they can do. I'm just throwing it out there.
0: Well, let's talk about Fjell and Arvidsson a little bit. Let's dive into their play this season. And we'll also give you a couple X factors. Uh, That's on the other side of this.
1: Yes. So we want to thank you for making Locked on Predators your first listen today and every day. After we are finished here, you need to go make your second listen game to game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. We talked about the craziness that was hockey last night. You need to check out Game to Game and see all of those results for yourself. On Game to Game, they cover every game across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. You can follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL. It's available on any platform where you get your favorite podcast. It's available on YouTube. Be sure to check it out. It's Game to Game NHL. All
0: right, so we talked a little bit about Kevin Fiala. Of course, we know he joined – uh, last year, Victor Arvidsson. I feel like that is a guy that the Kings would absolutely love to get going. Uh, has not found the score sheet Mm-mm. yet this season, uh, despite getting a lot of ice time, one of their highest uh, amount of ice times from forwards. Uh, he had an opportunity. And I don't oh. know if you saw this and last night, I uh, and in the <laughs> Red Wings game. First off this was maybe the, one of the best defensive plays against an empty net I've seen in the NHL in a very long time. Uh, Victor Arvidsson had a breakaway towards the empty net, and he was doing one of those things where you just kind of hold the puck until, uh, you know, you're, like, right up in the in the blue crease. Dylan Larkin skated, like, from, I, I want to say, like, a good 10 yards behind him, just chased him down, diving knocked the puck off the stick. And then, uh, you know, our, you know, it was one of those plays where the Red Wings wound up scoring 40 seconds later to tie the game. And if the Kings lost that game. Oh, my goodness. That, that would have been one of those plays you show Arvidsson and be like, this is why you just shoot. Just shoot at <laughs> have the empty net. If it yeah. goes wide, it goes wide. But honestly, if you, like, shoot from, like, the blue line or, like, from the high circles and it, like, misses – Will You will be like less of a goat than you did when you're just skating the puck and somebody chases you down and knocks it off.
1: Yeah, that was an incredible play because as you watched it happen, you were like, oh, empty net goal. Here it is. Because it looked like there, you know, it looked like there was nothing that could be done. Absolutely incredible play. Y'all need to go actually go to game to game and watch that because it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, Ar- oh, bless, bless Arvidsson. I will say this. Excited to, you know, have the Predators have a chance to kind of turn the tide get some momentum with a win tonight. Love seeing Arvidson again, but there will be a tear, a little tear in the corner of my eye if he does one of his little Arvidsson jump screens in front of the goal goaltender because for me you know you look back and Victor Arvidsson had some incredible moments with the Predators but for me that was like the signature thing that only Victor Arvidsson could do like if he's going to screen a goalie like the size of Jacob Markstrom or Jake Ottinger you know he had to do a little jump to get up to their eye level and he was so effective on that so now he won't have to do that if Soros is in net let's just let's just you know, talk about the math as it is, but yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be sweet and a little bit sad to see Arvidsson back on the ice tonight.
0: Yeah. And and like, like Fiala, we got the, the big return out of the way last year. It was also like the, I think the third game of the season first. Yeah. Didn't they play the Kings uh, their season opener last year?
1: I don't know. I know our second game was the Kraken.
0: Yeah, we well lost. that that one's not hard to forget. Uh, they <laughs> played the Kings very early. I, I do remember yeah. that. Um, but it might yeah, have been you know. the first. Was it the first? It might have been. I don't know. I don't know. Look it was, up, a, y'all. That was a whole year ago. I know. Um, yeah, and what do you see as the X factor in this game?
1: The X factor in this game for the Nashville Predators, I really do think is going to be
0: energy. It's
1: going to be that intangible thing that we've been waiting to see from the Nashville Predators. And I know that that makes it kind of a cop out for an X factor because, I, you know, I'm not going to necessarily say it's this particular player or it's this particular thing. There is. I call it the Peter Tingle. Apparently we need to find a different name for that. So,
0: but there is a lot of reaction on social media.
1: I know. And I mean it, but y'all know what I mean when I say that it's like that, like kind of internal connect that, that we need to see the national predators have as a team on the ice. And we haven't seen that. And I think we've got to see that, you know, tonight, we need to see the lines executing well. we need to see good communication between the lines, we need to see them connecting. Because I think when they're on the same page and reading the ice the same way, the things that are a little bit off, like passing, like finding the lanes, that kind of stuff is going to fix itself. So for me, there's that intangible um, thing um, that that we need to see from the predators. It's that thing, you know what I'm talking about, though? It's the thing that it's hard to name, but you you know it when you see it.
0: You, you, sorry, sure. You're, reading. Yeah. You're, not, you're not reading no, me. Yeah, yeah,
1: no. You're not picking up what I'm putting down.
0: <laughs> I I think that was a great point, Anne. Look,
1: if I'm right, you'll know it. You, you'll okay. won't be able to say she was right when she very accurately yeah. and aptly described this. But yeah, I see what she's saying. You're yeah.
0: right. Yeah, no, I, I I trust you. We've been doing this for over a year now, and you have not screwed <laughs> me wrong yet. So,
1: okay,
0: <laughs> yeah, I trust you, man.
1: So for uh, me, it's just that it's just that next step as far as playing as a team, as far as pulling in the same direction. What? Okay, so what's your X factor? I know it's <laughs> going to be easier to describe than that.
0: Well, special teams. Yes. That's pretty straightforward. Uh, Look, the Predators have only scored one um, power play goal this year. They're 30th in the NHL at 6.3% on the power play. Uh, The only two teams are ahead of Blue Jackets and Sabres are the two teams who haven't scored a power play goal yet. Uh, And they have each played two fewer games than the Predators. So that's not good. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the penalty killing is, has been so, so, I mean, they're 18th in the league at 70.6, 78.6%. The big caveat of course is they played the stars and that was the bulk of their penalty. penalty goals. So um, I guess take that for what it's worth, but the LA Kings aren't doing so hot on special teams either right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And that is kind of something that I think the Kings would like to get going a little bit better on the power play. They're 20th in the NHL, uh, but 24th, on, on the penalty kill, so these are two teams with some dangerous players trying to get their special teams going, and mm-hmm. I think whichever team can kind of come out and maybe set the tone on special teams, take advantage of their man advance is chances. Mm-hmm. One thing to see: man advances chances. Chances. Yeah, man advantage chances. I don't know. Just call it the Peter Tingle. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> Look, I think that is going to be key because I think the Predators really want to get both areas going and know they really want to get that top power play unit going. Um, Like, you know, they've struggled this year, but it hasn't been like the struggle from like two years ago where there's just no movement and it looked flat. There's a lot of movement on, on the power play. They're moving around. They're getting bodies into the right areas. They're just not really executing the passing to get the puck Mm -hmm. there so I think you know I feel like Nashville has more of the stronger bones to have a good power play this season I think it just comes from that top unit maybe cleaning a few things up and if they can do that against the LA Kings who as we mentioned is struggling on the penalty kill this year then this is you'll probably be able to come back tomorrow and say okay we we saw a some more good things out of this. Like they're, they're turning a corner a little bit.
1: Yeah. And I do want to go back to something you said earlier in the show that I think is important. And that's a a good start. You know, Nashville has to come out with the right energy, the right uh, identity, the right physicality, just from the get-go that they do not want to play from behind. You know, it did not work out well against Dallas. Let's not tempt fate. So You know, there's definitely some areas of improvement for the Nashville Predators. And I think this is a good opportunity to kind of turn the ship around. So for the love of all that's holy, please, with an 830 start time, give us something.
0: Yeah, let's hope so. We're going to need a fast start to get (laughs) us through this game, at least from a not falling asleep standpoint. Yes. All right. So we will have your full recap on tomorrow's Locked on Predators podcast. Uh, In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to us. If you're listening on any podcasting platform, Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, anything you mentioned, Stitcher, just look us up, subscribe. You'll be notified when we have new shows. Do the same thing on YouTube. As we mentioned, we put this show out on YouTube five days a week. Hit the subscribe button and hit the bell notification. That way you'll also be in the know when we put out new episodes. And where can the people find your work?
1: You can find my work at InsideThePreds.com. And you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore
0: Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me at OnTheFortCheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back with King's Preds recap tomorrow. See you then.